Two Tassie Teachers Talking acknowledges Tasmanian Aborigines as the traditional owners of this island, Lutruwita. We are recording this episode at Nipaluna, the country at and around Hobart, country of the Muanina people. We honour those old people and all the original people of Lutruwita and the Tasmanian Aboriginal community of today who remain owners of these lands. Hello and welcome to our podcast called Two Tassie Teachers Talking. I'm Adam DJ James and with me is James MC McLeod. G'day, James. G'day, DJ. How oh, are you? You've outdone me there, yeah. so points to you. Uh, how are you, sir? Fantastic. And you? Really, really well. Uh, James, who do we have with us today? Well, we've got people from the boarding house, Adam, the Hutchins Boarding House, and I might introduce, first of all, James Bourne, Director of Boarding. Welcome, James. Hello. Thank you very much. James, why don't you just give us a little bit of a indication of um, what's involved in your responsibilities at the school, because you're not just in charge of the boarding house, even though that's an enormous job, no doubt. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, we've got the boarding house and then now we also work down in design technology, uh, where we've got, I'm um, teaching the year six to year nine cohorts and um, yeah, working with the boys in wood, metal and plastics and uh, also computer-aided design and computer-aided manufacture. Oh, wow, right. And then boarding house all day, every day, all night, every night, 24-7. Yes. Yeah, okay. A busy man. And also here, also in the boarding house, Richard Gard, old boy of the Hutchins School and teacher at the Hutchins School. Tell us what your responsibilities are, Richard. Thanks, James. Thanks, Adam. I am a maths and science teacher as well as in the boarding house. So I've also got a little bit to do with sport, but middle school is certainly where I'm mainly at. So year sevens, year eights, maths and science. And mentor, is that right? And a mentor. Yep. Nice and busy. Also a really busy person. Yeah. And a very, very good hockey coach, I can tell you. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. We uh, we had some curiosities around the boarding house and I thought I'd ask with a few logistical type questions. So how many students can we have in the boarding house? So we can max out at about 55 students um, and we've currently got 38 in at the moment. And that breaks down to about a 50% split between local students and our international students. And our international students make up from students from New Zealand, Sri Lanka, uh, Thailand, Hong Kong, mainland China. Yeah, right. And the local ones are Tasmanian local? They're not, there's no blurring of Australian no, mainland we've, borders? We've got, we've got a mainland uh, border from Melbourne as well. And then our local local, uh, I guess for... They're from the East Coast yep, and then also from Midlands as well and then also from Hobart. From yeah, right. City. Yeah, okay. And so what sort of age groups do we have? Is it all year 10? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if a low nice. Pitch. That <laughs> was a softball, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, so currently we've got year 7s to year 12s, uh, but we can accommodate year 60s as a local border as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, cool. And so, Richard, you're on the staff at the boarding house. How many How many people are working at the boarding house? So we have four masters other than James Bourne and we all sort of rotate through the shifts that James doesn't do. So we'll all have a weeknight including, and James will have one as well and okay. then between the four of us we will share the weekend load and public holiday load and spread that out amongst us. So does that uh, all do a little bit of the weekend or does that mean once you're on for the weekend everyone else gets a weekend off or something like that? I think the model has changed over the years, but currently we'll do one sort of 24-hour block over the weekend and we'll take that in turn. So you'll have between four and five weekends that you're working out of the nine weekends of term. So yeah, right. And what, what does being on mean? What do you, what do, you do? Like you, you don't have to cook. Because there's a chef. 
Or we don't talk have through. to. Yeah, we don't have to cook. Sometimes we do sort of serve up what has been cooked if it's sort of on a Saturday lunchtime. But we're pretty fortunate to have some catering staff work in the boarding house on well every day, serving up uh, delicious meals and plenty of them. So during a weekend shift, we will uh, really work with the boys when they need homework help. Some of them will really take that on. We'll. I encourage them to do activities throughout the day and then certainly when a Sunday comes around and everyone starts returning from home, if they've come from, um, you know, the Midlands or the East Coast, they usually come back with a fair bit of energy and we like to get those boys in the gym to just burn a little bit off before (laughs) it's uh, bedtime. Absolutely. So do you have to run activities to, so are, are you it or can the boys like go to Sandy Bay or use the school facilities sort of by themselves? Like, cause I've, I've got kids, I'm going to throw to James in a second. I've got uh, kids and I sort of need to keep an eye on them, but they're really small. So as they get older, you can sort of step back and let them have a little bit of space uh, to make a few decisions as that process unfolds. What's going on here? Yeah, so what what happens is basically from a parent's point of view, we need to offer that 24-7 care for the parents and make sure that we know exactly where the student is, whether it's 3 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so we use a software-based package that allows our students to sign in sign out. But then it's more about the student feeling that they've got the op- opportunity to go down to Sandy Bay or meet up with their friends, um, as long as that's an explanation through um, whoever's on, on board as staff-wise, uh, and then also making sure that's age-appropriate kind of activity as well. Uh, so then we know exactly where those borders are 24-7, um, but then on the flip side of that, the borders feel that they've got more freedom. It's not like a prison. Um, they've got the freedom to actually grow as, as a student as well yeah, from that sure. side, of, side of things. So you guys sort of fit somewhere between the in the relationship between the students and the and the parents and your sort of staff and how much contact, I guess, do you have with parents and what sort of relationship do you need to have with the parents of the boys that are here and, and, and all that sort of stuff? Is there anything significant going on there that you could talk to? Yeah, there's lots of, it depends on the situation that you, you're walking into or you're preempting. Um, so walking into the house this afternoon at 3.30, something happens and you've got to put on a certain hat, whether that's a teaching hat, whether it's a guidance hat, whether it's a sounding board hat, um, whether that's someone comes down with a bit more authority and, and, and guides a student that way or somebody who, who just listens to the student, lets them get it off the chest and then they can work forward from there. So depending on your situation there is dependent on the hat that you're going to put on. Uh, and then that's also in line with the communication with the parents uh, about what's going on. So regularly trying to get back that praise kind of side of things, but then there's going to be situations where a student has not done the right thing and then that we have to communicate that as well. So, yeah, different situations, different hats. Yeah, so you sure. sound like a, um, a parent. You're a, you're, a, you're a parent in, you know, in place of a parent. Is it for 38 boys and there are four masters? Yeah, it's uh, it sounds like a really like a really big a big responsibility for those four masters. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge responsibility, but also it's a great one as well. Yeah, and for us, we we're kind of blessed that we can see these lives developing uh, straight in front of us, and we're we're kind of like the lenses for the parents who are based all over the world uh, and working through that. And then the relationship that you uh, bond with the border will depend on what kind of characteristics that border's looking for. So they may come to yeah. me and say, right, okay, I need to be not back into line or I'm not on task. 
or it may come to me and say, right, okay, I need a bit more guidance with a bit of sounding board. I'm struggling with this. And then can we knuckle down and, and work out what the problem is with X, Y, and Z? Or it could be even looking at the academic pressures that students are feeling at certain times of the year and, and how do we balance that? Uh, so it could be, you say about being a parent role, it could be like you've won you the fun uncle, the fun mm. big brother, or yeah. you're the fun dad, or you're the fun this, or you actually know you've got to knuckle down now. So at times it can be hard for the boarder to understand where those lines are. And um, as the tutors, uh, sorry, the uh, masters take on uh, these different roles and, and guide the students that way. So both you and Gardy have families and you're living in and around the boarding house. Is that a strain, a stress? It must be between looking after your own family and looking after this extended family that also carries across to other countries and other parts of Tasmania where you've got parents, boys, and I suppose also there are quite a few teachers who are saying, are finding you guys as the person to approach to say, this fellow during the day isn't getting his work done or whatever it happens to be. How does that affect your families? Um, I would say that I've got a very, very strong wife that will probably pull me, you, well, yeah. I know that she pulls me back into line. Yep. As in, James, you need to take on board with this or you kind of lose sight of this X, Y, and Z. As uh, to do with your family? As to do with my family or with the boarding house because you get yep. so involved in what's going on, yep. uh, which is great. And I think we all need a bit of a check like that now and again. But as for the stresses of it, it's um, from a family point of view it's great for my own children to see all these different cultures in front of them that's in their backyard uh, and and to experience them um, experience working with students that they've never worked before and and working out different situations whether it's the student that they don't like to get on with or and work through those problems or as a student that they do enjoy getting on with and working through those situations as well and all the different kind of activities they get involved in like we'll go out for lunch and give the boys right okay we'll meet you down at Merrifield Beach you need something waterproof um, we're going to go and get lunch and off we went kayaking off into Hobart city centre had fish and chips on the water and then came back so we're pretty blessed that we've got Gee, yeah. the terrain around us and the opportunities for us to play and um, extend the students in that kind of opportunity and Richard your family yes. you've a uh, wife and a dog we've had we've got a kelpie and so oh, when God. we moved to the boarding house, uh, the Kelpie was part of the deal, I guess. We had already we already got him. Uh, Hunter, a lot of people have sort of met Hunter over the years now that we've been there. And I think Hunter has brought an element to the boarding house that maybe when we first turned up was not overly welcomed by a lot of the international students who... Did find him relatively intimidating, but has since, you know, everyone seems to have, you know, really bonded with Hunter. Uh, he adds an element to the boarding house, particularly on the weekends when we go a little bit quieter with half the students nearly. And Hunter sort of comes along and is just a bundle of energy looking to play ball with everyone, loves a pat, um, loves to just follow any ball that exists in the boarding house. <laughs> and I think what it does is because he's only coming around every now and again, the boys really get, I guess, a, a bit of a home feeling. While we're not trying to be a home yeah. for these boys, this is yeah. a house where they stay. They all have homes somewhere else. But just adding a little bit of, I guess, a touch of back where they come from, no matter where it is. And, you know, Hunter really adds that for their lives, I think, in the boarding house. And I guess that's where all masters really bring an element that makes us all different. 
you know, whether it's you've got sort of teenage children, little babies, little toddlers, pets, you name it. Yep. I think we sort of cover a lot of bases. Yeah. So it's Excellent. kind of, I guess, more that more intense sharing of, of you and who you are and and leading by example and, and forming relationships and sharing of yourself. Is that, is that where the success comes from when you're, when you're sort of your authentic self and you can interact with boys in a really genuine way? Is that what you're sort of hinting at? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, unlike what the boys in day school experience, you know, you put on a bit of a front and you, you know, you're their teacher. When we're in the boarding house, you know, we effectively live there. You know, they know so much about our families. You know, they know a lot about, you know, what's going on in our lives. They know our wives, our children, and they may not really have any other um, connection to the school, but from simply being part of our lives, they sort of learn so much more than just, you know, a purely school education. They sort of learn about families and, again, everyone's a little bit different and have different blended types of families, I guess. And I guess not doing that would be a, a big absence because they're not at their home. Uh, so they're not able to see that model day to day. So I think that would be a real strength, wouldn't it? I know, um, having come into the boarding house at the end of last year for that beautiful Christmas dinner. Oh, yeah. And those fellows, I mean, it was a beautiful Christmas dinner, <laughs> but it was actually a beautiful occasion. And um, when those boys got up to speak and talked about the things that they remember, there was a, these were the boys that were leaving. But there was a grade 11 boy there who is in my house and uh, had been in my class that year. And I had a good relationship with him, but I had not seen him like that. So, you know, he, it's, as you were saying for you guys, when you're in the boarding house, it's probably the same for the students as well. He was totally relaxed and, and mixing so well with so many people, whereas he's probably a little bit guarded in the larger school. And, you know, we hadn't sort of broken through that. Yeah. I saw one of the boarders playing piano in a way. I just blew me away. It's just, wow, that was unexpected and amazing. We might have been talking about the same guy. Oh, is that? I'm giving away too many secrets. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was the thing that, yeah, just these other things that were going on uh, with with him and his relationship with all the boys and the masters in the boarding house. Really special. Yeah, for sure. Really special. So, Richard, back to the start of the year, how do you... How do you go about orienting the new students? So you get a, a, a batch, I guess, of people who've never been there before and you've got an established population that's sort of continuing. How do you help the new people to to feel like they're meant to be there? Well, given we, we give them an induction and that can be sometimes a little bit dry when you're showing them where the emergency exits are. Oh, it sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> we all like that aspect of Anything called an induction, going. yeah, it's, it's gold. <laughs> But I think the obviously the more valuable stuff is the buddying up. We pair boys up and that is either through bedrooms. So we often have boys partnered up with someone else so they'll have two single beds in a room and that is probably the most valuable mm. way we have. The boys that we obviously pair them up with are the ones that you know are willing to share their knowledge and their experience of day-to-day runnings because as you can imagine entering a place like a boarding house there are so many nuances so many little rules so many little things that everyone does that coming in 
from well, being fresh, you've got a lot to learn and I can imagine it can be really daunting. So partnering up is where we would do most of the induction, I guess. It's probably where the boys learn 90% of what actually happens in a boarding house. It's not from the masters, it's from those around them. And, you know, we have boys coming in at year six and we have boys starting at year 12. Sometimes they come halfway through year 12 and everyone's in the same boat. Everyone is a new boy at some point in their boarding house life. I think from, from the master's point of view as well, what they add to the whole kind of, I guess, not, not in, yeah, induction, but that whole kind of the start of the year is that those quiet times when they can have those quiet times sat with a student and be quite happy just to have that quiet time, but to just build that trust with the students and then those small conversations start happening and then the bigger conversation starts happening uh, and, and then you've built that trust there, then that's when those boarders will then start picking out the different characters that they want to be involved with and uh, and then that's when they start feeling their place at home. Kind of general question is with homesickness, when does that kind of start? So we normally kind of keep the boys really, really busy for the first three weeks. Um, so there'll be weekend activities, there'll be activities on during the week as well. Um, and then we'll kind of take the pace off a little bit uh, so the boys can really start grounding in. They've gone over the honeymoon period and the right came bedding into boarding now and working through that. Um, and that was a little bit harder this year because of COVID coming in. So that kind of shut us down, was it week eight uh, of term one? And just as the boys were starting to really bed in and then we have to regroup and then restart that process again after coming out of lockdown uh, and working through that and dealing with a whole different array of problems that we weren't never had to before yeah yeah for sure <laughs> so would you some of the boys i think are probably at home so they're they're not in Tasmania. Has that had a bigger impact on the boarding house culture, I guess? In with regards to COVID or with... Yeah, so the, with the, with COVID coming up and, and now you've sort of got this fragmented plan and you've got boys in all sorts of locations and we're trying to support them. Uh, MC and I have been talking about uh, how we support the boys academically, but you have a whole sort of additional pastoral role with those boys. Have you... Has it been as challenging as I suspect it has? There's been a... a massive increase with the conversations that you're having um, and and also a little bit more with the empathy for the situation where a student just needs a sounding board just to, to let off because they are so frustrated with the situation, um, not being able to go home and they, they didn't sign up for not being able to go home for the year. Mm-hmm. No one did. But this is a situation that we're in at the moment where students can't go back and if they do go back, then they can't get back to Australia. And uh, So there's frustrations there and, and that's where we, we draw on the team that we've got in the boarding house, but also draw on the team that we've got with the heads of houses like yourselves and then also with Matt Magnus as well um, and, and work through that. So then there's plenty of it those um, avenues for the boarders to really kind of knuckle in and work out a strategy and work through this. But yeah, it's just lots of conversations to keep it going. I think you're, I think the the guys that I've been coming in contact with have been handling it really well, the guys who are here. Um, the guys I've still got on my Microsoft Teams are coming to my class, but they're in Hong Kong or somewhere. It's, I think they're really, you know, it's getting, it's getting more difficult as time goes on. Classes moving through things more quickly than it did while we're all on home learning. So being in Hong Kong or in Dunalley didn't really make a difference. It was all done in the same way. And now I just find, yeah, I'm feeling that those guys really need to get back. Are people coming back? 
Are they going to come back? Are they going to um, yeah, so visit quarantine this 14 week, days? And- we've been um, working with the state controllers, so we've got three students coming back. Right. And they'll be spending their holiday doing their 14-day quarantine, hopefully in the Grand Chancellor, um, and working through that. And then they'll be up and ready to rock and roll for start of Term 3. Um, but just to reflect on that, I know from watching my own children going through that, some students who are able to able to come back in week five and then someone coming back in week seven those last two weeks six seven um week six and seven were probably the hardest for some of the students who could see students at school but then they couldn't actually get to school um so for the boys that have gone even further like you say yeah each week's getting harder yeah yeah for sure that's the end of our time together today on Two Tassie Teachers Talking thanks for joining us James Bourne and Richard Gard we really appreciate your time and insights Absolute pleasure, Adam. (laughs) Thank you very much, guys. Listeners, if you'd like to get involved, have any questions, or there's anything that you'd like us to talk about, you can email us using podcast at hutchins.tas.edu.au. That's it for today, MC. Thanks for joining us, everyone, and we look forward to talking to you next time.